You are listening to LimCore's podcast, pushing the limits of innovation and productivity in business and daily life. In this talk, we are gonna to talk about very interesting topics. Um, Hannah, Sarah, uh, what are we going to talk about? Well, probably we talk about how innovation works uh, overall, and um, then we deep dive into a really nice robot, which is called Spot. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, um, I think uh, afterwards we are also going to talk about what are actually the consequences of um, having innovation, um, how do we adapt to innovation, um, how also our life will change and maybe the way we interact with robots and um, yeah, the value this can bring to our personal and also our professional life. Yeah. And at the end, I think we may, we may deep dive a little bit into artificial intelligence, mm -hmm. how important it is and how we as a human can distinguish um, uh, from the robots and what is the value of on top of this. Yeah, I'm very happy. And let us start the talk. Yay! We are in our first or maybe next episode of uh, Sportcast <laughs> in the sport. We are sitting in the Munich office uh, of the Reply office at Munich um, Louis Orestrasse 14. <laughs> together with me are today uh, great people and I'm very honored to work with you guys together in Reply. Um, I will start from the ladies, uh, Sarah Lewandowski, uh, Leadwise, um, Christian Kötchen, Concept Reply, and Hannah von Brachel. Reply. Reply. Right. How are you today, guys? Good. Again, uh, no rain today, so that makes me feel better always. <laughs> um, guys, I want to talk about Spot. Spot from Boston Dynamics. This is our new buddy uh, in Reply because of the early adopters program. Uh, we are taking part in as a company, as a Reply, and we are very happy to work with Boston Dynamics. <laughs> Um, together, be a partner. Um, and actually many people don't know what, what uh, early adopters program is. Um, Hannah, I think you started um, the, the, the first talks with, um, with Boston Dynamics. Um, firstly, tell two, three words about you. What is your role <laughs> in the product? Because people uh, would also are very interesting about us. And uh, yeah, what is the early adopters program from, from Boston Dynamics? Yes, well, maybe I start with uh, my role within the Reply uh, group. Um, well, I'm responsible for organizing, managing innovation. And uh, we call that concept communities of practice. Uh, this is where we get all the people together, which are really strong and passionate about one topic, uh, a technolo technolo technological topic. Um, and um, um, we have one community of practice that we called uh, Swarm Robotics and Spot by Boston Dynamics just fits nicely into this topic. And uh, this is something we were always looking for, something which is tangible. You know, we are, we are in uh, business consulting and, and software consulting and integrating stuff. But once we have something physical, you really have high energy in, in the room. And this is why uh, we chose to get in contact with Boston Dynamics because we really loved and still love uh, spot and uh, we think um, that you get high attraction and high energy for all the people who are in to innovation and technology and this is why uh, we are very happy that we managed to be part of the early adopter program 
And by the way, the, the first one in Europe. Uh, so we are very, very proud uh, being a partner of Boston Dynamics. And uh, once we have it and, uh, we, and we do talk to customers on this and they are very, very curious how this works and uh, very open to us to cooperate, cooperate and share insights. And this is how innovation works. Exactly. You said a very interesting sentence, how it works. Christian, you are the guru of IoT, I've heard. <laughs> uh, can you tell us a bit more? Also, uh, introduce yourself. What is your the role in the project? And, um, and, and uh, what is the spot about? How, how does this thing actually works? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so my role is I'm, I'm leading that uh, community of practice for Swarm Robotics. And uh, there are a lot of interesting things that we are researching right now and that we are discussing and trying out. So that already starts from, let's say, navigation and how, how do different robots um, talk to each other about communication, about security. And it's also about uh, robotic platforms. And um, with the spot now, we have a really nice opportunity to, to test one of those platforms and um, When you think of a swarm, a swarm is, is typically used in, in very unstructured environments. And uh, the spot is a, a nice robot which can very well climb and move in such environments. And so that's really interesting for us to see how can we program that? How can we act with it? Um, maybe also within a swarm at some time. And a very interesting case for us to, to test. So swarm robotics, just just to summarize, is a how, how do how, how should people understand a swarm is, is a group of robots which should work autonomously with each other, or you have to program each robot separately? How how should we understand this? Yeah, so swarm is a group of robots, um, but um, within this group you don't have a kind of central brain. Mm. So each individual is just acting. Um, depending on its environment, it's taking mm -hmm. own decisions. And with all of the individuals together, um, you get what is called the swarm intelligence. And with that, you can perform some amazing tasks, for example. Yeah, I, I think people who are listening to us are already opening YouTube, <laughs> writing posts in the dynamic spot, and they're seeing this swarm playing together football. Right. Yeah. Uh, There's yeah. an example or, yeah. or trying to, 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 um, take the, the, the whole track together and, and, and drag it to the different position. This is, this is an example of what yeah, yeah. So we, we were looking into a lot of interesting use cases, uh, even kind of drones building a, a rope bridge, for example, and one, one taking a rope and other one flying around. And in the end, you were even able to walk across that bridge, for example. And there are really a lot of interesting cases. Yeah. Sarah, uh, lead vice. <laughs> uh, you were to yesterday also providing um, a very interesting talk uh, during our exchange conference um, about RPA process automation, but not only. And you also uh, were doing some photos in the past <laughs> that I was done with Tim Dijkstra from Boston Dynamics. Yes. Um, what are your takeaways from the from the talk yesterday with Boston? Well, I think in general, um, or should I also um, say something because I'm from another community of practice, but I think this is also kind of cool uh, within the reply because by nature we are interested in innovative stuff, right? Um, so we jump across communities and join other communities like the Swarm Robotic and um, 
which is more tangible than software robots, obviously. <laughs> That's quite nice. Um, so yes, I kind of hijacked your talk and made <laughs> some photos um, and I really liked it. I mean, it's interesting to also see the Boston dynamic view on what they want to do with the um, early adopter program, why they're doing it the way they are doing it. So um, these were all well interesting information for us. Um, yes. So I don't know, but you probably know them better than we do. Right. So what, why are you excited about them? Um, about this talk, about the spot, about the project. About Boston Dynamics. <laughs> I mean, what do you like best about their way of Well, what I, what I love in Boston Dynamics, actually what I'm very excited about is about the mindset, the mindset of the creator of the very first CEO of Boston Dynamics. Yeah. Um, uh, the mindset of um, build it, break it, fix it. And this is what Tim also said yesterday during the talk. Um, that it's crazy actually that the, the scientists and the engineers are very happy when the robot uh, does any mistake or gets broken because then oh cool now we know that we have to fix this and this and yeah. we have to retrain the AI model for example for the movement purposes so this is really something what I really appreciate and I also really appreciate this what he said about the reply because mm -hmm. I think there is a cool mindset match right yeah that The mindset is also being agile to fail fast, but then, okay, take the lesson and, and, and provide the, the better experience, the better project, the better uh, value for the customer at the end. Mm -hmm. And I think this is also what he emphasized talking about the reply that, that we as a reply providing this additional value, those artificial intelligence models for computer vision, for uh, thermal inspection, for detecting gas leakages or um, detecting damages on the car parts. This is what he emphasized is a cool having such a partner as reply because we having this, actually we have microservices on, on the organizational level yeah. and how we support each every entity to provide more value, more projects and more um, technical know-how. This is somehow what is very important and interesting for Boston Dynamics. And mm -hmm. we are love to share our passion, to share our know-how, to build use cases and the technical value on top of the robot. Because the robot itself, the, the, the biggest value on the, on the robot is that It moves autonomously. Yeah. It moves autonomously. It looks like a dog. And this was also a reason why it is. We yeah. can we can talk to it just just in a second. And uh, just because it looks like like a dog, it is also more easy easier for, mm -hmm. for, for this particular robot to move into places which are one, not really accessible for human maybe because of the size but also for other robots, those having wheels. And this, this one actually having legs like a dog and is much easier and robust to access places um, which are rigid, for example, right? And, um, and the last part is you are not steering every single leg. You're yeah. just simply saying, okay, here are the waypoints. Here is the mission I, 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 I designed for you. And and do the mission yeah right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. what i really like is that it uh, stimulates the the fantasy of, of 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 everyone you talk with about this creature about this dog this this robot and especially in in, in our days now covid 19 days it uh, becomes even more important and people really uh, 
are fascinated by the idea what they can do with that. So um, uh, this is why I like the, the, the spot so much as well in, in our days, because um, it stimulates our fantasy of what we could do and where it's, uh, it could help us. So. I think this cool is thing. also something uh, which I liked about that, that we have a lot of first times, so to say, because mm -hmm. every time we try something with a robot, every time, well, sometimes we fail, sometimes we get new ideas or whatever, and we try them and we have again a first time, I don't know, walking stairs, walking somewhere on the ground, on ice or somewhere else. Mm, and I think that really makes it interesting also yeah. to experience this and then pave the way for our customers actually to not having the first time on their own, but having it together with us. And we already have the experience how to deal with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, this is also what our customers are asking a lot. Okay, where can I actually use the robot? What, what yeah. are the use cases? And the, the, the first part we talked already about is the places which are difficult to, to, to reach because of the terrain. But the other, the other place or the, the, the scenario is there are specific places, maybe also hazardous, mm -hmm. which are not really, how to say, human friendly. And we wouldn't love to send our lovely uh, employees, which are very um, skillful, and risk their lives or save the lives of the others. And this is where, where such robots can, can, can take a um, major um, uh, place. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. also in mm. unknown environments. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Where you cannot put uh, cameras all over because yeah. you, you don't just don't know the environment because some arguments are sometimes of, okay, well, that's really a nice toy, but you could actually, you could put just cameras on the, on the yeah. ceiling and then that's it. And, and, and f to those persons, you can say, well, but there are still many, many occasions where you don't uh, are able to put cameras on the ceiling or on the wall, but, um, uh, have a robot walking around and get all each single spot uh, <laughs> uh, and, and picture and, and whatever you want to detect. Right. And, uh, so actually we are talking about very focused, uh, use cases, very specified use cases, but for those, I, I truly believe we, we, we will generate nice business cases with, with, uh, with spot. Yeah, definitely. And basically what, what also I love when, when, when the, when the client also, um, observes and says, it's, it's really as a, as a quote from the client saying, Oh, this spot is actually a computer on the legs because you can, you can put any sensor to it and, and, uh, connect. Is it right, Christian? Yeah. So, I mean, there are a couple of sensors, which are of course coming already from Boston Dynamics, which you can mount on. Um, but basically you can, can do everything with it. Yeah. So Third you, can, party sensors, yeah. Right? Yeah, sure. you can actually yeah. put your own laptop there. Yeah. <laughs> on the top. So yeah. And this is something what, is, what it's not only about computer vision. It's not only about the cameras. It's also yeah. about measuring sounds, right? Measuring the, 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 the thermal, uh, vision. Okay. This again, we can, we can do it partially with the camera, but yeah. it has to be those the thermal, uh, features in it yeah, and also like gas detections or stuff like that which is maybe not a camera but some other kind of sensors to actually measure measure stuff or get the temperature or yeah find leaks i don't know different stuff you can find with it yeah 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Probably sometimes you have some uh, uh, repetitive work. Um, I, I don't know. We were talking about some use cases where we, you want to detect uh, damages on cars, for example, and then probably this will be sort of repetitive work. And the question would be, okay, is spot uh, the right thing to use? Maybe it, it will be. And then we're talking about, and then we have the link to the other community of practice about uh, intelligent process automation. And then we, you know, get the physical and the, uh, the digital part together and one thing i learned from sarah is about intelligent process automation if you if you hate it uh, automate it right so <laughs> yeah. this uh, this could be something also which will be part of our work with the spot yeah mm. yeah definitely i mean there may be even uh, more because if you hate something physically i think it's even worse <laughs> than just performing it on the laptop but uh, yeah that's an educated guess by me right so <laughs> But this, this topic, automation in general, was also uh, pretty big yesterday. This is what Tim Dexter from Boston mm -hmm. Dynamics was also talking about. Yeah. What are your takeaways? Or what do you personally think about this? How, how will the society evolve? How will the business evolve having more and more automation in place? Well, I think it's a big adaption of um, culture and of people. Right. So one of um, our community takeaways is that uh, you can do a lot. Uh, if you ask marketing, you can do everything. Uh, we would say you can do already a lot, not everything, but um, yeah, more than you can imagine, so to say. Um, but a lot of people don't believe in it. A lot of people don't understand it. And um, we were thinking about why is it that way? And this is probably also the same with, with Spot. And it's because they don't have any experience with it. Right. So I build my expectation and everything based on my previous experience and pre experiences with previous projects or something. So, uh, as I mentioned yesterday, uh, probably SAP projects are well known. Everyone has an expectation about these projects, um, projects with a spot. I, I don't know. Right. Most people or most likely in Europe, no one had a project with spot. So um, it's a lot of change management and a lot of, yes, I said first time. So I think uh, the effect will be enormous also on business. So all the opportunities rising up there, um, a lot of changes there going on as well, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, yesterday at the, um, at the exchange, we were talking uh, at the exchange, we were talking about that as well. Um, Uh, uh, saying okay if if you talk about digital workers right and to me that was really a nice 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 or uh, special wording we have the physical we have the human workers and we have the digital workers and mm -hmm. they go hand in hand and you see advantages of each type you know oh, yeah. the, the, the 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 human worker has has high high advantages in in terms of creativity for example and yeah. overview and uh, the digital work is very good in a rep, a rep Repetitive, repetitive work. Yes. I don't know how you say that in English. Um, but um, so the point is really to to figure out uh, who is best at what, and then yeah. combine this. And um, I surely hope that still the human worker will will be the boss <laughs> in, this, in, this, in this collaboration. So um, uh, that at least that's my assumption. There's always this fear, and the yeah. question comes every single time. Okay, uh, we are is a risk of, of losing jobs. But this is what I really love, what Tim Dysera from Boston Dynamics said yesterday mm -hmm. is, hey guys, have a look. Around 100 years ago, there were no cars, right? And, yeah. and, and all of them having fear, uh, we are losing jobs, there will no rickshaws there and so on. And today, without cars, Uber would not exist. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, nice, nice example. Yeah, and, and same here. Spot right without without this, there is also more potential for our young generation, right? Mm-hmm. To and, and really this is an appeal is appeal right word in English <laughs> for young generations mm-hmm. or okay, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, or, yeah, or, yeah sure. adults who are having mm-hmm. children to to think really deeply in this to think and to I really love to see more women in tech right Sarah I think you're, <laughs> you're <laughs> me, right because this is the I think this is the future the yeah. digitalization and and the way how we utilize the technology it's not about doing the technology for itself because yeah, it's right. cool but how to solve our human problems how to solve issues and generate new and more value on top of this and we are as as humans I think we are pretty good about it. Yeah. And I think, you know, what we're, um, what we actually get is we get more precise with, as an example, software robots. And I think it will be the same with um, hardware robots as well. Because in the past, if I wanted to, I don't know, check a process or something, I had to do spot checks. <laughs> uh, but yeah. on software stuff, right? <laughs> but um, I picked out several processes and I looked at it. Is it right? Is it correct? Uh, did someone do a mistake or whatever? But uh, with the support of software robots, I can be way more precise. I can screen everything and not just little parts of it. And afterwards I can work with the outcome. So I actually create even more room for us um, to get more in the details we're actually interested in. And I think it might be the same for things like Spot. We will explore areas we didn't before, also in business contexts. Uh, and um, yes, with this, we can even, well, we even have a broader horizon to actually create business. Yeah. I think it's a big chance. Yeah. So I think it's also a bit a matter of trust and getting used to it because when I remember first time we saw the, the spot here in our office and it was just uh, walking towards us, it's a bit a strange feeling. So you, you are not sure, will it really stop or um, yeah. does it recognize myself or not? And I think this is where, where people need to get used to. And I mean, we are already very technical right now, but probably others um, will look very strange at it. And uh, maybe if, if you see that spot walking, Walking, I don't know, somewhere um, on the street, um, people will maybe even feel afraid of it. But I think that's just about yeah, taking the time, the next generation, which gets used mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. And um, also the technology getting better and better. And at some point when you can even kind of secure the last 5% of, of special events happening where you still know that um, it will just be safe and it uh, mm. won't run you over, then I think people start to really like working with it and trust in it and it, it becomes a bit more, more also accepted and uh, yeah. I think it's a great example. The technologies around us, uh, Rena Schulte from Valoran Reply yeah. having yesterday also or day after yesterday, um, really great talk about a hybrid world yeah. of analog and digital world. We are living right now in the hybrid world and we'll be more and more having, for example, this augmented reality uh, tags uh, all over the praise, praise places, right? Yeah. And uh, having the mobile phone, actually, we are almost like a cyborgs now. <laughs> we are already, I think. I mean, it's like an expansion of our brain. If I don't yeah. know something, I Google it, right? So this is you already... Sorry, I'm, I'm Microsoft guy. You're big it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> But um, yeah, I think it's an expansion of our brain and that's what we are already doing and it's going in this direction then even further. So 
Yeah, for sure it is. And and then I, I think about our other community of practice, uh, which we call a voice machine interface. Mm. Mm. And then, then you see, okay, well, we have the iPhone, we have our voice, we have AirPods or whatsoever. Yeah. And you just uh, do that request uh, by voice. And, uh, you, you, you know, you could just say, okay, well, um, I want to look for spot and, and about, uh, you know, other robots, uh, whatever you would like to get as an information. And, um, Exactly. Last year when we did the exchange, um, Filippo Rizzanta, our CTO, was talking about um, um, humans are data. So mm -hmm. that was really provocative, right? We are not humans, we are data. Well, actually, that's that's the same to him and uh, mm. very provocative uh, talk. But he was mentioning the cyborgs as well. And, 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 and I, I, that really made me think, thinking, because when I went outside last year, I saw everyone on the streets and saying, well, everyone is staring at, at, at his smart, uh, yeah. smartphone yeah. and uh, you could tell, yeah, well, we are already a kind of cyborgs and, um, people get used to it. And then we are back to Christian. People are probably are afraid of some, some technology, but they are using it already. And when yeah. they think about it and you make them think about it, they, they realize, well, actually that's not. Not too bad. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It really makes my life better. Yeah. Right? Uh, same, same thing. Like any any tool, any really from from home a tool. Like um, I know, even um, Hoover, right? Um, vacuum cleaner. Vacuum yeah. cleaner. Exactly. Before it wasn't there. I said I don't need it. And now, can you imagine a life without vacuum cleaner <laughs> or washing machine? Yeah. Well, and everyone can say, well, I, I won't have any job because of it. I think we discussed about this uh, before, but regarding cyborgs, uh, almost the last topic, and, and we have to split it uh, to the next episode. I think the, you may have heard about the ideas and projects from Elon Musk. I mean, the Neuralink. Yeah. And you know what Elon Musk says about um, phones and cyborgs? Basically, right now, there is a high latency problem. You need some time to, as you say, Google it, yeah. <laughs> right, to find it and think having, a, oh, it's, it's somehow maybe creepy. I'm, I know, I, mm. I'm aware about this. Having a sensor with any interface per Bluetooth or anything where you can think about searching something in the web and you're directly connected there. I, I'm aware that it's, it will take some time, right? Um, But do you think is it something what makes you scary or we would say, oh, there's even more potential on top of this? Well, I think from a research perspective, um, it's, it's clearly the evolution we are going to. Because uh, if we think about we are data, we are creating data and we want to distribute data. Um, the slowest way to distribute data is actually just keeping it in my own head. Um, no one will see it. Um, then the next slowest thing is actually to write it. Writing is, uh, well, it's really slow and not a lot of people can read it. I mean, in the, in the past, you had books. Um, people had to go somewhere, but still you could distribute it. Then uh, you had the internet, you even could distribute it more. Now we have speech, which we can talk to our phones, which increases us. The next step is to share our thoughts in our brain. And I think this is something, if we combine the computing power of our brain, if you can imagine what you could do then, like, whoa, that's, that's next level, right? This is something probably even we as tech people, so to say, in our little bubble can hardly imagine what we can do with the power of that. So 
And, and, and still feels very strange yeah, right? for, for everyone because yeah. then, then you say, well, you have implemented something into, in, in your body and, and that mm. is really a bit scary as well. But maybe it's, it's just a matter of time to get used to those scenarios. And probably some people would say, well, that's not too bad. But right now I would, I would reject that. You know, I would not, <laughs> would not like to have such a thing, but uh, you never know what's going to happen the, uh, the other week. <laughs> yeah, but the blockchain people have already these implants with, uh, that they can pay with their uh, wallets, right? Yeah. That's also kind of, yeah, I wouldn't do it. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do yeah. that right now, but uh, you never know. But if you had a possibility, for example, to improve your eye, I mean, this is uh, biomedicine right now yeah. that you there are many people who don't can't see at all yeah. right or other way around that you can actually double the performance of your seeing um features i would say yeah would you do that i would be also even there and i think i'm quite open i would be scared whether my brain is capable of working with a double amount of what I see, right? So it's like a lot of information because this is information or data, right? What we just observe from, from the outside. And if that doubles, well, th that's a lot of work my brain has to do, right? Yeah, and I think that's, that's really an important point because I think at some point you also need some breaks. You need to you know, slow down a bit. And yeah. let's say if you are just the whole day, eight hours of working, processing more and more information without even having a break of really thinking thinking maybe for yourself i think that's that's really hard to get used to that yeah <laughs> mm. Yeah, but um, that really gives us an idea what the next episode could could be about about uh, yeah. future life, right? Um, and and spot could be part of that. Of yeah, course. So I think right now it's really cool when the spot is doing all that processing and having double of the site that we have. And uh, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. that comes at a later time where where we do that by ourselves or where we get this information into our brains. Yeah, and at the moment, it's nice to just have a joystick to work with uh, with Spot, I guess. <laughs> also, I like that also when we uh, did the unboxing, uh, seeing all of that, that was uh, kind of interesting to me to see like the uh, other side. How do you actually tell Spot where to go? You can either use this one or you can program it. So all these different kind of um, yeah, possibilities that was kind of interesting to me to see as well. Yeah. Yeah. To summarize this, this, this talk, I would like to tell a, a very short story regarding uh, the artificial intelligence in general and how the, the customer experience can look in the future because of art automation, because of artificial intelligence. Basically, it, it happened to me a couple months ago. Um, it was um, casual requirement analysis workshop with a customer from the insurance company. And the customer was called Stefan, German name, right? <laughs> And uh, basically I wanted to understand the process, how, how the business is doing and how can I, I can support him, right? So I, I gave him a pretty simple question. Mm -hmm. Stefan, um, if the customer calls you and says, um, I know, I have no home, my, my house has burned. What, have you, what do you have to do? And he says, yeah, you know, I have to calculate, open the sheet number 27. I have to fill out those forms. I have to calculate the risk matters from the beginning. I have to call this institute, this institute, this institute. Okay, Stefan, okay, but Marek, I'm not ready yet. There is more processes and <laughs> this and this. And I said, okay, Stefan, um, maybe I didn't understand what, what I'm pointing to. Um, and then I said, gave the same question, but a little bit other way around. And I asked him, Stefan, Im 
imagine your best friend or your family member, your mother, is calling you and saying, Stefan, my house has burned. I have no home more. How do you react? And the Stefan was totally different. Yeah, Mario, it's absolutely. I will ask uh, this, this, does this person, my mom, my, my, my brother, anyone have place to live, have place to, to sleep. They, if they need any blankets, if they need any food, if they need any water, anything. And I, and then I said, exactly. Then tell me, Stefan, this is, this is the, the, the moment when you, finally reacted as a human and you talk with the human as a human and not as a, your client, like another piece of something, right? Why did you react like this? What is the difference? And he said, well, you know, because in a normal, I know that I have to do it in that way, but you know, there's so many stuff to do and I have no time to do, do such a customer experience. And I said, Exactly. This is the point. You don't have time. So what do you need? You need a tool. You need a tool. Why don't you have, for example, a chatbot, which is listening just passively for, to this conversation and in the background identifies the entities. This is what the, this person is talking about. And I'm looking at Sarah now, robotic process automation, right? Yeah. Fills out all the formulas upfront for him and saves a lot of time that he can actually confirm, confirm, confirm and have the time to talk with the client as it was, as it is, very worthy human. Mm. And exactly this way of thinking and projects which I, I wish for myself and for you, and I think this is the future, how we can distinguish from the robots and take over this human part. Yeah. Yeah, right. And time is a good keyword. We need to yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. It was nice having you. And I hope we Thank talk you, in the Marek. next episode. It was a pleasure. Thank yeah. you. It was Thank a pleasure. You. Thanks. Thank you. You are listening to Limcore's podcast, pushing the limits of innovation and productivity in business and daily life. <laughs>